0: Hello, and welcome to our first show of Caught Between a Tie and High Heels. I am your hostess, Jamie, and I am going to um, be basically doing a question and answer uh, podcast about being transgender and about hiding, um, because not all of us are as brave as those who are already out, and thank you those uh wonderful people for doing that it's just um being a gen x i am a 40 plus uh year old woman trans woman and yeah it's a little scary so this podcast is for me to um hopefully try to come over, overcome my fears uh be able to finally make contact with the community that i have so uh yearned to be a part of and to um Yeah, finally also be able to practice on my voice. I mean, so here you go. It's going to be terrible sometimes. Sometimes it's going to be better. I don't know, but I'm going to work on it, and we're going to see how it goes as a way of, um, you know, me, again, branching out and coming out of yet my subcloset, if you will, to even just be in the closet. Uh, So I'm in the darker, darker part of the closet uh, trying to break free. So (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Um, anyway, um, let's see, the ambition for this, um, oh, not ambition, that's a terrible word, that wasn't what I was going for, um, my inspiration for doing this podcast was a couple of things, um, I've listened to a number of other podcasts, uh, Gender Rebels is really good, um, and, uh, they really have, um, Kath and Faith have really, um, uh, They've really motivated me and really inspired me in order for me to start doing something for myself. And um, the other motivation is is that I am just getting old. Girl, it's, you know, hard. And um, if I don't do this now, it's never going to happen. And I'm really tired of being closed off uh, from society. Um, And so, yeah, I figured um, it was really high time maybe i should back up too and tell you a little bit about me and where i am and where i've been uh and where i am now how how i've gotten there um so again i'm a 40 plus almost 50 now and i have been hiding i've always known that i have been trans i started really early and probably my earliest thoughts uh and memories is that i was not born in the proper body um I have had a number of experiences in uh, marriage, a failed marriage, a successful marriage, and raising a child who is also trans, uh, gender fluid really, Um, gender fluid pansexual is I think the way that she identifies. She knows I love her and I support her very much, but being able to come to terms with that as well with the uh, harshness of society pushing down Um, She is way more out there than I am, and I am extremely envious. And um, I guess that's another motivation, is my own child. Um, If I can't lead by example, being a parent, then I really am not doing my job. So, yeah, this is also for my kid. There you go. Um, And I love you, Danny. So, um, being hiding, I learned really early on. Uh, How to hide really well and to be able to play the part of the Man that everybody wanted me to be and I did all of the other stuff, you know, it's like the uh, joined in on the sexist jokes in the bathroom and um, Being able to join the army and uh, so I did serve I am a vet Um, And being able to do all those things that everyone expected a guy to do And I tried to play that part as best as I possibly could um, and it's taken a toll. Uh, it's got me in some really deep, dark places. And, um, I don't, I didn't like being there. I don't like being there. And, uh, about two and a half years ago, I started hormones. Um, there were some things that was going on with my mom. I had become really comfortable with being able to push those feelings into the back of my brain and my psyche, um, and just sort of coax through life. Uh, but I had some things going on with my mom, really emotional, um, and uh, so I have been dealing with them for the past six years now, and it got really difficult, extremely uh, tiresome and very emotional to be able to take these feelings and um and keep them hidden. And uh, I started getting in that dark place again, and I was just like, oh no, this is not... Not where I want to be. It's not going to help my mom out any, and so I, I need to do something, and so that's when I, uh, back on May 10th, <laughs> two and a half years ago, um, I started hormones. I did not come out, uh, and as a matter of fact, today I still present as male, um, but I am underneath all my boy clothes. My body is changing. And that is a pretty amazing thing but I really did it because of me I needed it I needed to have that part of me if everything else was in chaos in my life I needed to have that grounding and so going on hormones probably oh, Wow was one of the um, bigger things that I could better things that I could have done in my life so I am really really happy that I did okay so um, right now, it is in December when I'm recording this. A year ago, this Halloween, um, I did a really other huge step. Um, Along the way, after my first marriage failed, and my wife then, my now ex-wife, found out about me and I told her, I have come out to a very choice few people. Very choice. Um... When you hide, well, I don't have to tell you, if you do hide and you're listening to this, you know, you've got to be really selective about the people in which you associate with. Um, You have to become a really, oh my gosh, a master or mistress of judging someone's character. And so I've done a really good job so far of being able to pick and choose those important people in my life that I have Revealed myself, too. Um, and along the way, little bits and pieces, a group here, a couple of people here, a couple of people here, and I've received nothing but love and support from them, um, which has been great over probably about, oh, fifteen 15 years now? Almost 15 years, which has been really good. During that 15-year time, um, it's always been one or two. Well... I finally got to a point uh, where about three, four years ago, I should say, I got a job at a wonderful place, very uh, supportive, and I came out to my coworkers. This was huge. This was a group of like five people. <laughs> I wasn't sure what the, how they were going to react, but literally it, I just felt that I needed it needed to come out because I'm working with these people, again, I'm going through all this, and they're going to start noticing changes as I'm taking hormones. Uh, because even back then, I I had not started yet, but I I knew it, it was going to be something that I was going to need to do. And they were wonderful. The people that I work with were just supportive and fabulous. This group of five or six little people that were just in my my building that I worked with, and they were they are amazing people, and I love them very much. I wish I could, actually thinking about them, I wish I could hug them right now. Um, but it was a really uh, emotional piece for me. And then finally, um, a couple of people here, a couple of people there. And I always kept reading, and again, being very hidden, never presenting, never giving the the minuscule Bit of showing any kind of feminism if I wanted or anything else like that I could grow my hair out long at work which was great but other than that everything else was you know pretty straightforward and I kept reading um about this youth uh being killed uh, due to bullying committing suicide because they were living their life the way they needed to Uh, And the way that they were they were being true to themselves. And I was like, you know, here's a 16 17 year old youth and They are they they paid the price, but they were brave enough in order for them to be able to come out not that I'm looking To sacrifice myself mind you but they were brave enough in order for them to be true to themselves and I have not really been that true to myself and so Um, yeah, I, and with this current administration that we have, um, I felt it necessary for me to come out to my overall coworkers, not just the people in my building, but like in the entire company that I worked for, the people that I knew and that I respected and, and appreciated more than anything. And this was a huge gamble for me, but I did it. It was Halloween, uh, a year ago this past Halloween so Halloween of 2018 and I got up and I thought well I'm gonna go get my eyebrows done and I'm just gonna treat myself I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna not you know when I get my eyebrows done I need to tell you I just shape them up uh, the the word or the verbiage that I use when I sit down in the chair is don't make them look too girly but I don't want to look them too boss and so that's where I sort of fall in between there Um. So I said, I'm going to go get my eyebrows done, but here's what I'm going to do. During lunch, I ended up writing out this long uh, Facebook post. And I started going through my list of friends, and I started picking I want this person, this person, this person. Next thing you know, I've got 60, almost 70 people that are on this list, and I'm going to send it to them. And I'm just building up the courage. I'm building up the courage, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I must have drank at least maybe... four or five glasses of water just trying to push the button to send it and then again another 50 later on that day um but I pushed the button and I sent that message and I was freaking out oh my god within the first five minutes of me sending that message to tell these 70 people that never knew had no idea um And I was petrified. And I texted one of my friends who did know, who is again wonderfully supportive. And I'm like, within two minutes, I didn't even let anything happen on Facebook yet. And I was like, they hate me. They're gonna, they're like, nobody's responding, nobody's saying anything. I'm freaking out. I'm in the middle of an ULTA, uh, waiting to get my eyebrows done. And I am just starting to freak out. My heart is getting ready to beat out of my chest. Um, I'm shaking I'm texting my friend as fast as I possibly can. She's texting me back. It's okay, no problem. Then I get the first response. Then I get the second response, and they were all positive. They were extremely supportive, and the amount of love that I started getting after that, the trickle that I got and then the uh, the overwhelming I didn't hear responses back from all seventy people that I sent this to but it was enough it was over half within a matter of three hours three or four hours that I got an overwhelming um a show of love and respect and support um it was just overwhelming and I ugly cried all day long and it was terrible by the time my um and i am married by the time my wife came home she found me curled up on the floor in front of the pantry literally sobbing my shirt had been drenched i was crying as the woman was actually trying to do my eyebrows so there was no fair to her tracy i'm sorry Uh, but it was just a really emotional day and it ended up i it just kept on going And I got a couple of uh, personal messages from people. And again, these are all people that I admired, uh, do admire still, and I respect greatly. And I was just blown away um, by the amount of response of this love and support and everything that they were showing me. And I was ugly crying, even passing out candy. I was like, you have a really nice costume. <laughs> and I'm putting candy in their baskets. And, oh, it was, um, it was painful. <laughs> I don't think I ate that night. I didn't. Uh, well, I did. We had Chinese and I did. It's a big thing. We always have Chinese food and we pass out candy. But, um, but yeah, like. I don't even remember doing half of that because I was just like so overwhelmed emotionally. It was draining. And I remember going to bed that night and I slept so, so soundly because I was just, I was wiped out. Completely wiped out. And um. yeah, it was, these are amazing people. And so, and I would say actually they are an inspiration. They have given me courage to do a lot uh an- en- enormous amount um especially around the workplace, I was able to be a little freer um they were using my preferred pronouns uh she her um and they were also calling me by my chosen name, Jamie. They were not calling me by my dead name, and so I don't even know if I can consider it a dead name um because I'm still presenting as that male um but I don't know. Tell me what you think about that. It, can I still call it a dead name? I mean, even though I'm not I haven't legally changed my name. I guess I have to legally change my name. But um yeah, so they have started to call me by my chosen name and continue to do so now. And I'm just overwhelmed. And so within this year things have gone crazy. I was asked to be a part of the LGBTQ plus committee, a founding member of the committee, um, which I was so deeply honored to be uh, considered to be a part of that. Um, I ended up going out for a girl's night. I was scared to death uh, another time, scared to death, but I actually, I had not been in public um, in feminine clothing uh for over 10 years uh the last time i was in 2006 and so yeah i um i've actually <laughs> this uh here in 2019 i ended up uh going out on a girls night and um yeah it was really awesome um i was shaking like a leaf a few get jack and cokes later i ended up calming down but my wife said something very, uh, she went with us and, um, she said something that was just really, it took me by surprise, but it really helped me and it was own it. And so I literally, I owned it and the rest of the night was fabulous. We had a fantastic dinner, great conversation. I was around the most beautiful women, um, and we were just having a great time and I, I was just so, so happy and I've never felt that kind of bliss before in my life. So I am, I mean, I've been happy, don't get me wrong, but I mean, this was a completely different, like I felt right in the world to some degree. Um, although I was still over, over, you know, looking over my shoulder half the time, I still felt Right like I was who I was supposed to be and this was the proper thing. So yeah, it was a, um, an amazing night. So I've done that, uh, which was great. I've continued my, I had my first mammogram. Oh boy, that was a doozy. Um, I now understand why they hurt so bad though, is because they start so high on the chest. If you've ever had one of these, yeah it's, I have the really great, uh, situation. So I'm two and a half years of being on hormones. So I am going through puberty again. And so I am equivalent to, I think my doctor guesstimated somewhere in the area of about a 14 year old girl, uh, going through puberty, but I'm also a almost 50 year old woman so my body also is going through those changes as the estrogen hits so I'm literally going through puberty and I'm getting hot flashes all at the same time it's fantastic oh I cannot tell you um but it's also at the same time it really is honestly fantastic uh this is what I signed up for this is what I've wanted and I'm I could not be happier with my decision but I now also, being the end of this year, I have to now schedule my next mammogram. So, in a a future episode, I will talk to you about how that went. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that I ended up doing. Um, It's this podcast. This podcast is a huge step for me. And, again, I'm trying to make steps in order for me to be a little bit more myself and to be able to feel just a little bit more comfortable in my own skin. And so this is huge. And this podcast is allowing me the opportunity because I have not reached out to support groups. I have not been to any events. I have love to go to a pride. I have never been to pride before. Um, there's one coming close to me, uh, very soon i think it's in next year the fall of next year and i am very excited fall of 2020 i'm thinking that i really would like to go um i'm just trying to figure out like how to get there and how to be able to do that um but i would love to be able to talk to other trans people uh other people that are in similar situations and maybe you're not a Gen X maybe you're a millennial like my kid uh, my kid is um, maybe you know I'm sure that I cannot be the only one that has gone through this so this is a way in order for me to reach out in order to be able to meet all of you without me you know stepping out and fully being me um, just yet that is the goal I am looking forward to that when that happens sometimes, but right now I've got a, I need for me, I have to go a little slower, um, you have to understand where I'm coming from on this, because a lot of people just, well, just do it, just go ahead and own it, like my wife said, so I could, but being a Gen X, I grew up in a conservative home, um, I also ended up that was a time when the GLBTQ plus was only the LGB the T wasn't even thought of as being a part of that as a matter of fact I read many articles about how the LGB uh, community at that time back in the 70s and the 80s um, would actually um, not like the T community the trans community Uh, There was a lot of ifs back then. Um, Even when I was, oh my gosh, I had grown up, I got out of the army, even still me being diagnosed as gender dysphoric, I still remember uh, my first time that my therapist um, had put that on there. It was still seen, and she described it as, it is seen as a medical illness. I, yeah, crazy, but I mean, also within a couple of years of me getting that, I was also called an an abomination to uh, society, which again, I don't understand. Um, We'll get into that later, but yeah, uh, my generation, it's very taboo, and I constantly had warning signs as to not to let my femininity or my female way of thinking or feeling to be exposed don't let it be seen hide it because if not you're gonna get hurt something bad's gonna happen and it's there's no room there's no support out there nothing like the organizations, organizations like they have today um there's nothing like that around so um, you're kind of fending for yourself, and that's really what I ended up doing. Was everything came in, I hid away, um, and yeah, here I am now. So uh, this is really also an, a way for me to branch out, and uh, I've probably said that multiple times. But again, I'm a little nervous saying this and even recording this, but it's gonna get better, and yeah. So I really am looking forward to getting into this, doing this podcast, communicating with some of you, um, being able to, uh, finally touch base with, uh, the others in the community. And I do, by the way, I take up in the LGBTQ plus, um, I take up two of those letters because I do identify as a trans lesbian, um, early in my early days, I did try to find guys attractive. I thought that was what I was supposed to do because I had these feelings, but it just never worked out. So, um, yeah. So not only am I a trans woman, but I do identify as a lesbian as well. So then we can get into that in another podcast. Um, but we're going to sum up now, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate you listening. If you want to write in any questions, please write to questions at tieandhighheels.com. You can also go to our website or my website at tieandhighheels.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at tieandhighheels if you want to see any of those. Um, I'm starting to get a few posts up there, but uh, they'll populate as we go on with this um but yeah would love to hear from you and i really appreciate your time and i look forward to uh hearing from you all and uh what questions you might have or your experiences would love to share and relate with those so kim bring them get them in would love to hear it okay all right take care and i'll uh talk to you soon bye-bye